Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. don't have to be secretive it can be uh, somebody that whenever you're going through a struggle you know that they pray for you that you can uh, go to them and say hey this 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 and this if you want to concentrate on right now that's what I could really use amen how do many know that we are not in this thing alone we are not in this thing alone and so you can do that tonight at any time fill that out put your name on it as you go on brother Mason I don't have no scripture to spawn us from tonight and uh, you, you can go and be seated if you'd like. I'm sorry to have you come up here, but I appreciate that. Amen wholeheartedly. Amen. Thank the Lord for Brother Mason. Glad to have him here with us tonight. Uh, this evening, if you'll remember 2019, back at the beginning of the year, I preached a sermon called Be the Story, and that became the theme then for our whole year of 2019. If you remember, the purpose of that was so that we would happen to somebody. Uh, We used the verse of Scripture, how that we were to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into his vineyard. That's what the Lord asked of the disciples to do. And so we wanted to be the story last year. And I'm going to just kind of go through a little bit month by month, just some of this you may know, but you know how it is whenever a year goes by, sometimes it's hard to remember what even happened. Uh, what what even was done and january is pretty well standard for us uh, but just to bring it back to your mind we uh, last year at the beginning of january brother mason our administrative pastor uh, took us on a weekend into our connect sessions that kind of laid out some of the expectations for our volunteers and uh, he gave out job descriptions for those that served in different capacities and uh, kind of put some words if you will to their mission and their work in the church and gave us expectations. And aren't we thankful for Brother Mason and the time that he invests in the church through leadership meetings and things of that nature? Yeah, that's all right to appreciate him here this evening. Also, the beginning of last year, we started a new position. We started and had our first creative director, and that was Alex Mason. He started as a creative director here at the church. And uh, over the past year, you will see things that have evolved on our social media networks and the pictures and things of that nature that have helped really the church a lot. Though you may not know it, it has helped the church a lot. A lot of people have connected and interacted uh, with those things. And so we're thankful for Brother Mason Alex Mason says, "You got to. Whenever you start getting a lot of last names, you got to start specifying who." Uh, Alex Mason for his work in that. We started last year, as we're starting this year, and as we've started years before. Good old prayer revival. Good old good old media fast communion and foot washing and I sound like a broken record, but that's okay. We do that because we need a restart button in our life. We need a reboot. We need a rededication, a reconsecration to the things of God. And there's no better place to do that than at the very uh, beginning of the year. And I know personally that I glean from those moments of communion and foot washing and rededication through prayer revival and media fast. And so we had those things. February was the month of the flood. Or another month in which a flood happened. 
but it was probably the month in which the worst that we had ever had uh, happened in the back. Major flooding occurred at our church, and those are some pictures on the outside. I, 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 there's just not enough room on a slide to show all the pictures and videos, even of the inside. We started to have an indoor pool in the back. It was going to be a new recreation activity for game night. Uh, but uh, we, we had all of that, and our poor carpet in the back had been wet so many times, and Serve Pro had been in here, and there's men in the church that's vacuumed up enough uh, water with wet backs and thrown out the door. We were tired of it. We didn't know how long the carpet back there would smell good. And so we ripped up the carpet whenever that flood happened. We had many hands uh, that helped the, uh, us along with the process. Uh, I remember Bishop being here, and I remember... Uh, Roxana and Bob, they were here, Mike Penrod, different ones were here uh, to help with all of that endeavor. And it was shortly after that that uh, I began holding some meetings with and getting quotes from like Jeff Geiswhite and also John Wolf for uh, the floor in the back uh, to try to indicate what some of this stuff was going to cost. And you purposely can't see that because those are slides that we had up back when we talked about all this uh, in the month of February. And what's amazing now, we're standing right now at this juncture now with all of that out there having been done. Can we thank the Lord? That that has come to a place of mostly completion. You may see some guys here from time to time in the next few months still finishing out some of the areas around about the church, but we're thankful for that. And we're looking forward, as I said, at offering time tonight, then getting our, our hands in the work or our money in the work uh, for the floor in the back. I know some of you have become awful, awful attached to that glue look back there. I know it. But uh, hopefully we can get that changed, you know, in the months to come. And uh, whenever you do clean up back there, you don't have to clean up dust. That's just a lot of it from deteriorating glue on top of the concrete. So those, that, those were nothing real spiritual in February. Uh, but uh, we did have the flood. And uh, we're just keeping biblical, I guess. Uh, no animals were brought in the ark, but we did have the flood. And so we're thankful uh, that some things have now materialized in this year for those things. In the month of March, I called it missions because it was in the month of March we did a, uh, there was a Princess Within, a Princess Within conference in the state of Indiana, in Indianapolis. And the reason why I put it particularly in our slide for this church is because we had three members from this church in addition to Sister McGee and I that went into that prison in Indianapolis. That was Brother and Sister Mason and Sister Samantha Whitney went into that that prison and uh, helped us in that prison and uh, when you do this and I want to get this straight uh, for us tonight anytime somebody in the church does anything within the community a ministry at another place that's first apostolic church doing ministry at another state or within the community every time I I know that uh, brother Fred McGee and brother James Malone and Brown are out on a run that's first apostolic I know they're a part of the fire department but I see that as first apostolic church out on a run within our community and I think that's the best way uh, to view it any type of activity you have in this community you are at ambassador you are not just going under your own name I believe personally believe that you're going under the name of the umbrella of the first apostolic church as an ambassador uh, from here and so we're thankful for those that went they had a great time I think their lives to a certain degree was changed by what they had experienced also I have up there the McGroom family because that's when Asher was dedicated that's when a new baby in the church was dedicated to the Lord here at First Apostolic Church. That is a win. 
and they have another baby to be dedicated. And they, no, 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 no. That's church growth in one, in one venue of the church. But Asher was dedicated, and we're so thankful for him and his personality that's already coming into play here at the church because he's dedicated there, but sooner than we can even realize, he'll be a student in super church and Sunday school and youth class, and the whole cycle of life will happen uh, for him. Also, it was in the month of March uh, that we held our second World Missions Commitment Service And we left that meeting that night with, once again, all of our Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ missionaries being supported from this church yet for another year. And so that, that whenever we first started pastoring, I can tell you, uh, it was always my heart's desire to support every missionary uh, that we had in the field. And uh, from the first year, now the second year, that has been the case. Every missionary from this church has been supported. And as I say, it's not just supporting a missionary, but a nation. A nation is being supported, and we are helping fulfill Scripture uh, of getting that Word and God and the knowledge of God into all the world by helping just support it. You may never go there. And so I think that is a great thing. Mission month. People going to prison, uh, baby getting dedicated, and uh, then a mission service that we have had and we will look forward to again in this year in the month of March. In the month of April... We had several different things that went on in the month of April. Look down at your feet. This carpet that used to have hideous wrinkles up front and trip hazards here, there, and yon in the month of April was was stretched and also we got it cleaned. A lot of spots that was on the carpet we got cleaned and it looks nice and and we wanted everybody to be mindful then of, of, you know, the carpet because it had just been cleaned and try to wipe your feet when you come in and be careful with everything that you have. And just because I'm just saying that right now, it seems like no better just to give a little housekeeping item. And, and that is, uh, as a kid growing up, Pastor Sizemore, he was always very diligent about little housekeeping items. He had that nice soft tone and always spoke. Need to be considerate. Let me say this, because that, that's just been April. It's not even been a full year yet. Let's be careful, and this is not me pointing in any direction at anyone, but let's be careful the type of items that we bring into the sanctuary concerning what we drink. It would be my preference that it would be water only that we bring in this sanctuary and steer clear from colored things and coffee and soda and Gatorade. As a child growing up, it was just being reverent to the house of God. Uh, That's the way that we were taught. My father's taught. Those people that I've sat under before, even Pastor Sizemore had taught. And uh, just as a a little indicator, if you have children, please try to make sure their stuff's in sippy cups and things of that nature. Again, this is the house of God. We want to revere it as such. And if you're going to have snacks for your kids, please try to be mindful that it's not real crumbly. You know, uh, that you don't leave a bread trail of Hansel and Gretel. We're not trying to find our way back anywhere. Uh, we know where we are. And so I'm, I'm just saying that this just seemed to fit in good. So just some, a few house, housekeeping items for the sanctuary in the house of God. Because we want this to stay. We want to get the use as much as possible out of this that we can. And we're thankful for, amen, all of that. And those that help, those men that help move these pews, they should get an award within themselves. I'm here to tell you. 
We have a few of the extra pews over there that we're trying to get rid of, and we've sowed one, and we sell them for dirt cheap because there's a lot of sweat equity involved because they got to move it out. We don't. And the one that they moved out, son, you should have seen. I said, I'm just telling you right now, when you grab a hold of that, you're going to know you have a hold of something. And, man, they had three people, and they got that thing out of there, and I said, now you know why we don't charge much. It's because part of the fee is in the work and getting it out of here. If you know anybody else that would like to have a 14-foot pew, send them our way. Amen. We'll sell them one at dirt cheap. Might even give one away because they are going to have to work to get it out of here. But we're thankful for that. We had, as, we had a lot of guest speakers this past calendar year. One of the first ones we had was Pastor Nathan Batson did an awesome job for us on a Sunday. He and his wife came and they sang and he preached. Also in the month of April, you may not remember, was really aware of, uh, we used to just have a Facebook account. That's all that we had concerning social media. But in the month of April, uh, we started both Instagram and Twitter accounts as well for the church, another venue where people could stay in touch with us you could stay in touch with us and of course each social media platform has its own thing that is kind of a specialty for it so it helped it also different demographics concerning ages so it hits a lot of different people and we've had a lot again interaction through these venues and it's been very very helpful to the church uh, as a result of this in the month of may now most people don't even know about this picture to the left that's not at our church okay but in the month of may uh, we, the church, sent Alex Mason and Brian Roberts to Indianapolis uh, for a two-day professional uh, seminar training on running sound systems. Uh, it was called a church sound boot camp, something like that. You will maybe not see him, but Brother Alex is right there. And you see that guy right there? And it looks like he has a bump on his head. That's Brian Roberts right behind him. And so they, they went there. And they, it was a couple-day training. We paid for them to go there and their stay to, in turn, help us here. And it has helped to help us here at our own church with our own sound system. And we're thankful for their willingness to go and do that. We were also over at South Gibson Apostolic Chapel. We did a joint service for the Stumbos with Brother Friels and with Brother Davis at SGAC at South Gibson Apostolic Chapel. And, and I asked for the church to go over there. Many of you did go over there, and I appreciate that. And we had a great service with Pastor Stum with Missionary Stumbo. And also within that month, that same time, and let me go on and make a disclaimer. I may not remember every single thing that everyone had ever done in every activity that took place in 2019. But in that month as well, all this bright lighting of LEDs was installed. Uh, Brother Fred McGee did a lot of it. And also Mike Penrod, I think, helped as well. Can we give them a great hand? Isn't that great? During that time as well. So that's something to celebrate. In the month of June, we had... The one and the only, Michael Maupin, come and preach us a tremendous revival a Friday through a Sunday. Things that I don't have, I try to grab pictures. It takes a lot of time to grab all these pictures and do this stuff. But also within that month, we had our Sunday school picnic, our annual Sunday school picnic. We also celebrated our graduates, which uh, Jacob was one of our graduates, and we celebrated him uh, during that time. And so we look forward to doing some of those same things as far as Sunday school picnic and celebrating our graduates in this coming year in the month of july look at that in the month of july 
we took a decent-sized group. As a matter of fact, if you went to the ALJC Indiana District Camp where you stand right now last year, if you went, if you were in that number, there's a few of them standing. Look, here's part of the group that went to Indiana camp last year. We had a tremendous time. You may be seated in the Lord. And so there's just a, a couple of pictures there of the kids and those playing basketball uh, that went to camp. Camp meeting is always an exciting time. How many wants to go to camp this coming year, this year? If you do not have it on your calendars, I'm telling you right now when camp is. Camp is July the 20th through July the 24th. Again, it is at Frankfurt, Indiana. We're going to have a great time. Pastor Robert Wimberly from Humble, Texas will be preaching in the night. And during the day, Pastor Simon King from New Mexico, Carlsbad, New Mexico, will be there uh, for the young and youth age. Our, our schedule has changed. It's going to allow you some more time. If you're the rest and relaxation type, you might be able to get a siesta. Or if you're the one that wants to fellowship, you'll have more time to do that. And so you want to be aware of that because normal registration opens in the month of April. And so put that on your calendar. If you've never gone, if you've never went, I urge you, please come with us. It's a fabulous time. We go as a big First Apostolic Church family. And it is a blast. The preaching is tremendous and our lives are charged by the word of the Lord. Amen. So come and be a part of that. If you never have, if you have before, come and be a part of it again. Take a week's vacation and come. Amen. You will not be disappointed. Right after camp, we had brother and sister Riddell Seals on a Sunday, and they preached to us and ministered to us. Also, in the month of July, we took up a special offering for the lunch wagon uh, by, through the police department. We did that and sent them a sizable, I delivered a sizable check to them that's helped feeding then our kids through the summer months. And so, can we give the Lord a great hand clap? First Apostolic Church, these are things that you do. August here at the church in general, everybody kind of took a breath, but we did take a small grouping of kids uh, to the back-to-school rally in Muncie, Indiana. Great rally, great time. Not pictured as Pastor McGee. Everybody else needs coffee. I am just high on life. Oh, yeah, Sister Mason. She was probably in the restroom. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> or finding something else to put on because she was code in the van. <laughs> But nonetheless, we're thankful, amen, for that and that group that went uh, to the back-to-school rally. In the month of September, this you probably never realized because it doesn't necessarily affect you tremendously. But whenever I started doing the podcast and having it uh, publicized in Apple Podcasts and on Hipcast, now years ago, 2000, whatever, 12, I think, 11, 2011, uh, Hipcast was where we published it, and it then went on and sent that to Apple Podcasts, which is the place that most people probably look at it on. We paid about $10 a month for that service. Did really good with that for all the years we had it. We've had all kinds of uh, uh, people that have subscribed and so on and so forth. But uh, Brother Alex Mason then began to speak to me about another, another host called Anchor FM that we could do for $0 a month. I said, okay. So with HipCast, it would be published at HipCast and Apple Music. But through Anchor FM, not only is it published at Apple Podcasts, but all these others, our podcast goes to as well. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Now, it has just, it, it, in other words, we've, we've diversified. 
we diversified. It goes a whole lot more places. People have, some people might not use Apple, Apple Podcasts. They might use Spotify. If so, they can find First Apostolic Church there, the sermons that are preached from here. Sister Mason just told me something interesting last night. She called me, she said, I forgot to tell you, there was a lady on our answer machine that had called the church. She listened, she was talking on the answer machine. She got cut off, phone reception or something, but she was telling us that she listens to our podcast and she is from the state of Florida. And she says, is there any way that I can get CDs of what I hear on podcasts? And then she got caught off, cut off. We don't have a name or a number for her, so hopefully she calls back. But that just tells you again, and I'm telling you, it is pervasive. I have people that come up to me sometimes at conferences in several different states. I listen to your podcast. I listen to your podcast, so on and so forth. It could, I, I've not yet had anybody internationally, but it has the capability if they have access to these. There is now Britain. So he has statistics now probably with uh, Anchor FM. So there's people in other nations that are listening to the First Apostolic Church. And so I just want to point that out. In the month of September, that change, that switchover happened. And so we're trying to reach more lives. Again, it goes beyond Mount Carmel. What I'm saying is what we do as a church can go beyond where we live. Amen. Amen. And so we thank the Lord for that. Has anybody listened to the podcast? Anybody? Some people go back. If you have since this September time, uh, Brother Mason, Alex Mason, has made a line into our podcast and a line going out. The line in talks about what our mission is as a church. The line going out basically thanks them for being with us today. If you've not heard that yet, I, I, I challenge you, get on Apple, whatever, one of those casts. <laughs> get on one of those casts and listen just to the line in and the line going out because it's just something new again just trying to dress up the podcast a little bit more this is where we're at right now doing podcasts do we want to do video absolutely we want to do all those things but we're going to what we do do <laughs> what we do we want to do as best as we can do and so that dress that up can someone say amen is everybody all right did anybody know that some people did others did not Amen. And so that is tremendous. Going on, we also in the month of September had our national, our national ministry conference in the, in the state of Tennessee at Maryville, Tennessee. Our theme was Dominion. We had some guys that go, if you went to Dominion, will you stand right now? If you went, Brother Terry got to go. He'll raise his hand. I understand that. Amen. Some guys that went to Dominion Conference, you may be seated, had a tremendous, tremendous conference. There's some of the guys in front of the church and Brother Mason supporting his bookmark. And, and that's us in the van. Tony Frederick took that. If he was here, I could give him honorable mention because he went with us and that's a photo. He gets photo creds for that. But we had a great time. That's something that we do every year. If it's not on a national level, it's on a district level. If you've never went with us to men's conference, you need to go. If you've never been to a men's conference, you need to go. Yes, there's church, but there's the laughs of the fellowship on the way down there. We eat. I mean, come on now. You need to go. This year. Someone say this year. This year, ministry conference is in the month of September. It is locally. It's our district men's conference. It will be September the 25th and September the 26th. It will be back where we did district men's conference before in Heltonville, Indiana. That's not very far from us. Amen. It's a good location, not very far. Our theme for this year is lead. 
All right. Our theme for this year is lead. And uh, I'll, I'll be starting us out with a keynote. Amen. Brother Kevin Hopkins is going to be preaching both Friday and Saturday. And none other than the bishop, the high potentate at that time, should be doctorate degreed, hopefully. Jerry Mason will be doing a morning session about leadership on that Saturday. And so we're excited about that. If you've never been, you want to go and be a part of that. Not only did we do that, September's always busy. Busy. The ladies had ladies' conference district-wise. It was in Muncie, Indiana. Look at all those ladies. You see all those ladies? That's a lot of estrogen, folks, I'm telling you right now. Look at all those ladies. They had a tremendous time. My story is not over, unfinished. Amen. They had a great time. There's the group from our church. If you went, I won't leave you out. If you went to ladies' conference, they're already there, but let's stand right now. Come on. If you went to ladies' conference, here's a sampling of them along with the others that went to ladies' conference. You may be seated. They always have a great time. Do you not? I've even driven the van before and before and put earbuds in, but I know they had a great time. <laughs> But they do a great time. If you've never been to ladies' conference, you need to go. This year is National Ladies' Conference. It is going to be in Maryville, Tennessee. It's going to be at Bishop Carpenter's and Sister Carpenter's Church. Amen. That church you've seen behind Mike Penrod's head, that's where it's going to be. You need to make plans to go. National We will be October the 8th and October the 9th. It's, they're going to have a, they have a great set of speakers already in store for you. The theme right now is not on the top of my head. Not yours either. She thinks it's Illuminate, but nevertheless, it's a great time. If you've never been, you need to go. Make plans to go. There's announcements that happen at this church leading up to that, telling you how much the cost is going to be, when we're going to leave, so on and so forth. The ladies sometimes do shopping. Huh, I can't believe it. You'd think I had a whole guy crowd right then. <clears throat> but nonetheless, you need to go. You need to be a part of that uh, this year. Amen. Also, in the month of September, this is, this is your church in review. In the month of September, we wedded off Tyler and Jennifer Cruz. And the kids finished their Sunday school slime fundraiser for the two-faced project, the drainage outside, the floor in the back, and Sister McGee got slimed because she was the winner or loser, however you look at it. But nonetheless, monies were raised from the kids. Kids, give yourself a good hand for raising money for the projects around the church and in the back. The slime fundraiser project. Also within that month, we had uh, Brother Mike Wilson on a PM service. He is not pictured here in the month of September. We'll get him in the month of December. Also, in the month of October, we had what we normally have in October, something I think is great. It's just been a good time. It's grown over the years. It's a time that we connect with each other, and it is a time that we connect then with people that may not otherwise uh, come to the church in our community. It was our hayride and our chili supper uh, that we had. Always thankful for Brother Fred and his donation of time and money, making the chili, uh, going out of his way, spending usually all day here uh, for that endeavor. Him and his family, uh, in many regards, we're thankful for that. Brother Terry now for the past several years, they've brought the barrels, brought the, the and such, the train for the kids. And they had an extended route this year that influenced a, a neighbor. And she's been here a few times with her uh, little grandsons, as it were. Amen. And so we're thankful for that. Amen. And he even allowed other people to drive that lawnmower. I wish Kevin was here tonight. He even allowed Kevin on there to drive that. 
thought that maybe he had a good enough license to do it, so it allowed him to be on there, and we had a good time. Volleyball and all those type of things is always a positive thing within the month of October. We have fun, don't we? We have fun. It's a fun time, and we're thankful for that. We also, in the month of October, everybody say October. October was a busy month. In the month of October, we had our first Section 6 Never had a Section 6 before, but had our first Section 6 overflow rally. We hosted it right here at our church. Amen. I had the honor of preaching at it, and we had been activities in the back for those that are in our section, five churches at this time, that came and participated in that. We're so grateful for it. And uh, Brother Alex Mason, then in the month of of camp, July, uh, was appointed there to be the Section 6 youth director for our section, and he helped put on then all of that. And so we're so thankful for that, and hopefully some other continued things in Section 6 for this coming year. Football breakfast! In the month of October, we had lined 70, how many? Five? Somewhere around there? 70 some odd uh, kids back there from uh, the high school, cheerleaders, staff, other people that got served breakfast early in the morning. There in the middle was the, the powwow team that got up and went after it that morning to help feed all of those people. And so that was the team. But you see four people, but that's First Apostolic Church. All right? That's First Apostolic Church uh, that was represented for feeding uh, the football uh, team. Also within this month, I don't have pictures, but we have the fire department that got fed. Uh, We had the police department that got fed, headed up by Sister Rhonda and Sister Angie Cruz. She is not here tonight, but both of them headed up those two dinners uh, for the police department and the fire department. Again, those two people, I didn't have anything to do with that, per se, by literal being there. But since they went, I went. First Apostolic Church went by venue of those two, amen, and helped serve those meals to them. We also had a church cleaning day in the middle of all that. Amen? We did. We had church cleaning day right there in the middle of all that. I had a picture. I didn't use it. I had Mike Penrod on the floor scrubbing those. He said he would never hurt so much the next day, scrubbing those black marks off the side of the church walls. But we had a church cleaning day, and people came out, helped, and we had fun. We ate breakfast ourselves, and we had a good time. Also, within the month of October, softball. There's a need in our community with the families that had loss. It was a charitable tournament. We put together a team of people of varying uh, strengths and abilities. Some never had played softball. Some were just owed hats at it and owed. We practiced the night before our first game, and we ended up winning a couple of games, losing a couple of games, but we had a blast doing it. Had a blast doing it. And some of you all that couldn't play were sitting out there in the bleachers as we did play, using rooting us on and, or making fun of us, whatever worked best. It was a lot of fun. Was it not? We had a blast. We had a blast. And so there we are, all these various, we could, have, we could just blow up the screen with all the pictures that came from the softball uh, tournament. And we're thankful for those that came out and helped and the monies that was raised for those families within our community. That was First Apostolic Church, represented well. We had fun with each other. We were exposed to people in our community that maybe some of us had never been exposed to. They complimented us on our attitude and just the fun that we had while we were there. Just made softball fun again wasn't just there just to win we was just there to have a good time amen if we dropped it we dropped it you know what i'm saying but we had fun dropping it amen 
And so it was a lot of fun. So October was a very, very fun month. I got to go on, don't I? November, we had our annual planning session here at the church with leadership in the back. Look at Brother Mason there, will you? Look at that. The stern, the, the concentration, the deliberating. We had our annual planning session. We set up our calendar. We set up our calendar all for 2020. We have, and, and this is a plan. Anything is subject to change. But I could give to you right now in, in hard copy form everything that we plan on doing in the year 2020. Right now. The, the different departments, so on and so forth. Every, everything that we have planned. Could we add more to it? Yes. Could some things change? Yes. But at least we have a plan. And that's what we did in the month of November. We also had in the month of November another guest speaker, Brother Adrian Sanford was here. He preached to us. He Friday through Sunday did a tremendous job preaching. First time we ever had him. We'd love to have him back when his whole family, amen, could come as well. Also in the month of November, NYC, National Youth Convention. There's the sorry group that we took. There they are. Amen. Now, a good group of kids that went. Amen. Always a good time uh, go. If your kids are of, of the age to go to NYC and they've never been, again, you need to send them to NYC. You need to send them under the care of, of those that are in leadership to NYC. National Youth Convention this coming year in the month of November is the 24th through the 26th. And it will be in Indianapolis, Indiana. Folks, we have been so lucky. It's not far from us for the past several years. We don't have to travel miles and miles and hours and hours. But in Indianapolis, Indiana, it is going to be there November the 24th through the 26th. Yes, it's over Thanksgiving. But hey, what better people to spend Thanksgiving with than your larger family? We've been doing it for years, folks, for years upon years. Amen. And still thoroughly enjoy it. I hope whenever I'm gray-headed, I'm still showing up at NYC. And I'm starting to get gray on the side, so nonetheless. Amen. Always a great time. In the month of November, this church always gives to Operation Share Thanksgiving, an endeavor here within our community. We gave them a check for that. And then in the month of December, we did the same. We gave them a check for Operation Share in the month of December for Christmas as well. Give yourselves a hand for participating in giving in your community. Amen. In the month of December, we had Brother Michael Wilson and his wife as a guest speaker. Remember, he held a concert for us that night. So good. So good. Makes me sick, really. But it is so good. Amen. It just did a tremendous job. I wouldn't mind doing that again if we could just propagate a little bit more to our community about him being here. Amen. Because I think they would enjoy it and it would just be a point of contact uh, for them. Also, in the month of December, I don't have pictures of all these, but the month of December is the party month. It is ladies' parties, Christmas party, adult Christmas party, youth party, kids party, party, party. And so these are the ladies at their party. I could snatch. Ladies are better at taking pictures than a lot of other people. And so these are the ladies that was at the Christmas party. They had a good time. We had a good time at our adult Christmas party. Kids, did you have a good time at your party on your Sunday morning? You all are pitiful. Flat pitiful. Amen. The youth, did you all have a good time at your Christmas party? See? Man up. Uh, <laughs> but we have parties during the month of December. We get together at Christmas time. It's a good time, again, to connect with one another in the church. Our kids uh, did singing out at Oakview Heights or Acorn Estates, as it's now called. 
did a beautiful job and sung to those residents, and they are always appreciative of that. We had our annual candlelight service here at the church. Amen. Always a, a just, I don't know, I call it sacred. It just seems like a very sacred time at our candlelight service. Amen. Here, and uh, we'll continue to have that in this coming year as well. Along with all of these months of things, we have a lot of other stuff that takes place during the year at First Apostolic Church. We, we have leadership that takes place. Place last year at least two times uh, we tried to at least two times on Sunday afternoons in the back our junior choir sings every Sunday morning they practice every Wednesday night in the back your kids they they attend you and see there some of the some of the goobers up there from super church and puppets and Sunday school that takes place for our children of that age every Sunday uh, last year the third Thursday of every month was prayer Whereas this year, the first Thursday of every month is prayer at the church. But we do that consistently. Family game night has now been a part of the fabric of our life. On the third Friday of every month, we come. There's snacks. Some people talk. Some people play games. When it's warm, we do volleyball. All of that happens right here at the First Apostolic Church. This past year also, you see Brother Brian Roberts up here. This past year, I haven't been real consistent every month, but most months. Those of you that were volunteer of the month this past calendar year, will you please stand if somewhere along the way... Brother Terry's got his hand up. Come on, if you were once a volunteer of the month in the last calendar year, they're standing. Is Sister Malin standing? She's standing. <laughs> God love her. <laughs> but she, Brother Fred, you were too, weren't you at one time or no? Your wife was. Your wife was volunteer of the month. And so Alex and different ones, and we'll, we will spend till that again starting in the month of February with Volunteer of the Month, the parking spot and such, recognition for those that kind of stood out to us uh, throughout the year at different times, extra help that they may have offered. And there's probably a bunch of other stuff. Men's breakfasts are on the calendar. A lot of other stuff probably that I've even forgotten. Amen. That happens around here at the church. Amen. Can we give the Lord a great hand clap for what he has done in the year of 2019? And those things, the spiritual things I don't have up there, like those that got baptized in Jesus' name. As a matter of fact, Hunter Adams, will you please come forward? <laughs> when you've been here, I've been forgetting, buddy. We're so thankful for Hunter in the last calendar year, November the 10th, he got baptized in Jesus' name. And we're grateful for that. Amen. You mind get a picture with me? Amen. And for others, his father. And there were others. I, I got my spreadsheet in my office, but nonetheless, that got baptized. Others got filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. During the calendar year. Amen. As well. We're so thankful for that. You might not want to go down this memory lane, but just to prove that we tried to preach the whole counsel of God, we're going to go through every sermon that was preached. I'm joking. But all the series that were done in the year of 2019 were these different ones. Every month there was some type of series going on around here at the church to share the word of the Lord. And the little numbers after them is how many parts they were. It's really immaterial. But different things that we had learned from even Sister McGee's uh, teaching about how to be good at being angry. Amen. And whenever I started looking at this, I did a forgive and forget series, and then she did the being good at being angry. They probably should have been flipped. Probably should have had being good at being angry first and then the forgive and forget series. Kind of got that one mixed up. Okay. But <laughs> nonetheless, the word of God is being piped out here through teaching and preaching from year to year. Amen. And we're thankful for that. 
That all of that past 40 minutes brought me to this. And some of this may be repetitive for some of those that are in our leadership in our annual planning session, but for those that are not involved in that, if I was to grab one month out of 2019 as a snapshot of our church, I would choose out of all those 12 months you have just seen, the month of October. The month of October, because that month, not just being busy, because busy doesn't necessarily equal success or meeting your goal of a vision, all right? Busy sometimes can just be mechanics pulling levers, pushing buttons, and nothing materializes. But we were busy for our church, and it was the busyness, if I could say it like this, we were making meaningful connections, meaningful connections. October 2019, in my opinion, represented what uh, I would consider a healthy, a healthy church. Not only did we have Bible study on Wednesdays, yes. Did we do the Sunday morning, Sunday night thing? Absolutely. And I'm not saying that in a condescending manner. Please understand, as though they're not important. We did those normal things, but we also connected with our community. We connected with our community, as you already seen earlier. We connected with them through our softball tournament. We connected with them through the fire department and the police department meals, through the football breakfast. We connected with each other along with those things in our inaugural overflow rally that we had here at our church, our, our annual hayride and chili supper. We were connecting with each other and people within our community. Our, our church cleaning day, as, as weird as it may seem, we rubbed shoulders with one another again in a different context, a different environment, and we were making connections. But here's the thing. While it's important for us to connect with our community, I want, to put, I want to put equal weight on these things. As it's equally important to connect with our community, it's important to connect with each other also. Outside of the context of just having church. Because in reality, we come to church, we might pray in the prayer room together, we raise hands and worship together, we shake a few hands before we leave. But there's not... Outside of the worship that we do together, and that's good, but just connecting somewhere outside of that where you can really have a conversation, right? Where you can really, if you will, speak to each other or be really a word of encouragement to one another. And so we need to connect with each other outside of the context just even of the church setting and thank the Lord for the annual chili suppers and different things like that that help promote it. And so it's vital, I believe, to cross-pollinate, so to speak, and connect with even different people within the church. Do you ever find yourself sometimes just always going to the same people even within your church? Amen? And sometimes just to get to know some people maybe that you don't know as well in the church. And the biggest thing out of all of this, and that's the big fun right there, we had fun. And we enjoyed ourselves as we connected with our community. And as we connected with each other. Were we working for the Lord? You better believe it. But we were having fun while we were doing it. Nothing says you have to be somber when you're working for the Lord. I understand there's times that there's denotes, you know, uh, times of seriousness that we must have. But uh, there's also times that we can just throw back our head, laugh, and have a good time, rib one another, if you want to call it that, and just have a good time. I believe, or rather, I know with certainty that there were some lasting impressions that were made in the month of October, whenever we did all those different sundry things in the month of October. And the more those type of connections that we make, the better chance we have of tipping the scales for someone or perhaps a group of someone's interest in us 
as a church and perhaps even God. Many times people got to be interested in you as a person before they get interested in your church or then even get interested in your God. There's just a a process that takes place. And as they say, it is more difficult to impress people at a distance. You got to connect with them. The old saying bears true, at least it was a saying even as I grew up, that you must win people to yourself before you can win them to God. And so we got to pray that the Lord gives us a heart then for each other and for our community. A couple years ago, I was at our general ministry conference for the Assembly of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I attended a seminar that was called uh, Creative Outreach Ideas. And uh, Pastor Yardnicek was uh, one of the panelists on that seminar, and he made, he made this statement. He said, you cannot claim what you are not connected to. You cannot claim what you are not connected to. And so... As pastor here of the First Apostolic Church, what I forecast and put forward as a vision or even a goal for our church for the year 2020 is this, that our theme would be connect, and my vision is this. I believe our vision or our goal should be to create more points where we can connect with our community and with each other, and this is kind of like the postscript, while having fun doing it. Because when we talk about fun, that's not a word we talk a lot about in the church. Apostolics shouldn't be considered sad sacks. Always walking around with a scowl on our face. We need to illustrate to our community, to our society, to our neighbor, that we know how to have fun. For that matter... In the church setting, we need to still showcase fun. This is the way that Oxford Dictionary, one of the ways in which Oxford Dictionary defines it, especially lively. That's how it, how it describes or defines fun. Because at times, how, how many's been in the church 20 years? Look at the hands. 25. They're still going up. 30. How many's been in it? Five. Everybody's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, duh. But what I'm saying is this, at times, we mature into old Christians. Just like people mature into old adults. You ever met someone that's kind of a little wrinkly? And they're just old biddies? Hard to deal with grumps? There's nothing good about life except looking forward to death. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we mature sometimes into old Christians and we forget how to have fun. Or, as Oxford would define it, how to be especially lively. Because that doesn't just have to take place on the softball field. We could be especially lively in our church services. Have fun. (laughs) <laughs> Let's have fun, church. Oh, someone say amen. Have fun, church. Amen. In Nehemiah chapter number 8, Ezra was called upon to read the book of the law. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to hurry, folks, but just, give, you know, I only do this once a year. <laughs> and Ezra, in Nehemiah 8, Ezra was called upon. He was called upon to read the book of the law to the people that had gathered together there. The people responded. This is the word of the Lord. The people responded with amens, with lifted hands, 
Some responded with bowed heads. They responded with worship, according to Nehemiah 8 and 6. And the Bible says they also wept and grieved. Now, whenever Ezra began to read the book of the law, here's what you got to keep in mind. Nothing like this had been done for about 200 years. Nobody had cracked it open and read it in the ears of the people for about 200 years. Not since the days of Josiah being king had it been done. Whenever the Bible says the scribe called Shaphan read from the scroll that they had discovered in the house of God that had been lost. Not for 200 years had anything like this been done that was being done through Ezra as he read from this book. And so we applaud them. We say, man, that's great. They got the worship portion right, Brother, Brother Trout. They were worshiping when they heard the law read. And they, they got the, the bowing of the head and the amens and the lifting up. They got all that right. But the Bible says in verses 9 and 10, Nehemiah 8 verses 9 and 10, the Bible says that they were admonished with all of their hand raising, amen, and in the head bowing in worship. They were admonished not, everybody say not, not to mourn or weep, but rather eat, drink, and share portions of their food and stuff and drinks with those that did not have any. Look at the scripture, Nehemiah 8 and verse number 12. And all the people, so after they were admonished, don't, don't mourn, don't weep, keep the, keep the hands raised, keep, keep the head bowed, keep the amens going, but just cut out the mourning and the grieving. And so when they were admonished that, this is what happened. The Bible says, and all the people went their way to eat, that's what he told them to do, to drink and to send portions and look, to make great mirth. I put in parentheses really what that means. To have fun. Because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. And so what that means is this. Did they amen? You better believe it. They lifted up their hands, yes. They bowed their heads, yes. They worshiped, yes. They ate, they drank, they shared portions. You know what that sounds like to me? I told them uh, whenever we had our leadership meeting uh, for annual planning session, that just sounds like a good old potluck. <laughs> eat and drink and have fun. But what it was is this. They were connecting with other people. They were sharing portions with other people. And they had fun. Amen. Fun. Everybody say fun. Fun. The word fun can be subjective. It has different meanings for different people. Uh, it's been associated with positive outcomes in areas of work and learning and marriage. Uh, for instance... They say, studies have shown that when the fun variable is thrown into the work environment, studies show that there's higher job satis satisfaction when the employees are having fun doing their work. That there's lower employee burnout whenever they're having fun doing their work. There's lower turnover whenever they're having fun doing their work. Studies even show that uh, other areas that learning is increased, conflict resolution even in marriages and such are dissolved and easier navigated when they're having fun doing what they do. As a matter of fact, one study concluded that shared fun, everybody say shared fun. Shared fun was more fun than solitary fun. I'm not talking about playing the park card game either. <laughs> it's more fun than solitary fun. In other words, people had more fun when it was shared with some of their friends, amen, and even at times strangers that would become their friends. They have more fun when they do it with somebody else rather than just by themselves. And so that being said, 
I'm saying as a church this year, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun with each other. Let's have some fun with some strangers that we might develop them into friends, right? Let's reinforce some of the friendships we already have. Let's make some new social bonds. Let's do some things this year, amen, where we can have fun and make connections at the same time. I got to run. We got a lot to talk about still yet. I'm so sorry. This is just once a year. Amen. Our tagline for First Apostolic Church is where heaven and earth connect. But where heaven and earth connect goes beyond the idea of heaven and earth connecting just here at 1121 Cedar Street in this building in the context of having church. Because if I've tried to implore throughout this, FAC is more than a building and an address. First Apostolic Church are the people that's right here right now sitting on these pews. So everywhere you go, the church goes. Everywhere you go, the church goes. Every community event that you attend, the church goes. And whenever that is the case, heaven can connect and should connect with earth in those moments as you're involved in whatever way you are. So to make it clear, once again, our theme for this year, we'll get banners, we'll get things in here that propagates the concept and the theme of connect, but it is to create more points where we can connect with our community and with each other and having fun doing it. Can someone say amen? I said this a few weeks ago. I did not mean to take all this time, but I am. I said a few weeks ago in uh, a leadership session before we came out here um, for service, I told those who were sitting in there, and this was something that was filtering through my mind as I drove over 1,000 miles to go to the prisons in Florida and such, uh, that whenever you do something in the kingdom of God, or even within the community. We are not of the mindset here at the First Apostolic Church of trying to pit one person against another. Meaning, well, so-and-so was involved in that endeavor, but this person's involved in this. We're not trying to say, well, they went and nobody else went type of scenario. We're not trying to pit one person against another in the things that are done and are accomplished, amen, through the people a first apostolic church every single one of us are ambassadors for the church at large and for the first apostolic church if you go and do anything i believe it should be under the umbrella of first apostolic church whenever we did time at hatchbin apostolic chapel in florida and i went to visit someone in the hospital i was told in our session for training of all of that whenever i go i'm not going as paul mcgee like put a star on my lapel because Paul McGee went to visit somebody in the hospital. But I went and would say, I'm here on behalf of first, of not first, but Hatchbin Apostolic Church and Pastor and Sister Boyd because I represent more than myself or at least should because we're not in competition. This is not the left hand and the right hand. This is not the aged against the young. We are going, we're going to represent the church overall. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 5, so being many, we are one body in Christ and everyone members of one another. Can someone say amen? So think of it for a moment. The means and ways that you're involved in your community is a mean and way that you get first apostolic church connection in our community. So you need, need sometimes just look at yourself and look back over 2019 and think about ways that you were involved in the community that wasn't necessarily a church-pushed involvement, but you were there. You were there as a representative in reality, hopefully, not of yourself, but even of First Apostolic Church. 
Whenever anybody goes out from this church and is involved in something, the church, amen, is in that, in my opinion. Anytime that we go somewhere to preach throughout the year, I don't go just as Paul McGee. I go as First Apostolic Church. Whenever I think of that, the different prison conferences we have went to, not ever, not ever, not the whole church can go, but we go. You know where we go? We go as First Apostolic Church. And I started looking up at the prisons that we were involved in because we're, we're diversifying. We're getting our hands in everything. There were 205 people in the last calendar year that got filled with the Holy Ghost in prisons where we were at, not because of us, but because first of all, you know why? Because whenever we're gone, somebody still fulfills this pulpit. Amen. Somebody's still preaching the gospel and someone's still teaching a Sunday school class. Amen. But you reap just as much of the harvest as that as anybody. Amen. Because a portion of us went. And that's what I want to get in our mind frame that still yet we are involved, even if it's just one person that is involved because we are making connections with our community and with each other. Let's just run ahead. Amen. If I can. Going forward for this year. I got four things. There's three up there, but this year, three in particular. If we can achieve these things, I will call 2020 a success, personally, as goes in aspirations. Two years ago, we had a night of worth uh, that was spawned by Sister Rhonda and Brother Terry and Sister Tasha and their family that concentrated on self-harm. We always decide that that would never be a one-time thing. We didn't do it last year. We would like to do it again this year. Um, my wife's and I's visions for these is that they would not always trample the same terrain, mean being the same subject matter, but would go to different things, whether it be uh, those that have uh, went through processes of abortive measures or those that uh, are addicted or the, the, the field is really open. The spectrum could go in many different ways. Our vision for this night, this year, you can put it on your calendar, March the 20th of 2020, will be another night of worth. Our vision, again, for this night, not to trample the same ground, but to diversify. Um, this year, our topic for worth is going to be the subject matter of substance abuse or addiction. Uh, being that over 20 million people in the world are addicted or have substance abuse of some matter, and you knowing your community and where we live, uh, this is a major thing. We already have one of our guests that's locked in to come, a sister Stephanie Hughes. She goes into almost every prison with us. She has a testimony that is just, is just unreal, uh, just unreal. You, you're going to love her. Amen. But she's going to come and share that. I was just talking with Sister McGee before church tonight because I know uh, we had Sister Shepherd come to kind of kind of give a little prep for self-harm. And I got somebody in mind that's a licensed counselor that I think that I can get to come and kind of set us up for the addiction side and from a counselor standpoint of addiction, which Sister Stephanie can do. She's almost... She's on her way close to being a nurse practitioner. Uh, but anyway, she has an awesome testimony, and we're going to concentrate on that that night. We're going to try just to do the same as we did two years ago, get the community here. If the newspaper wants to come, so be it. Whoever other, other um, places within our community that already hones in on addiction to get them to come, uh, Counseling Depot, all those people, because we're really working with them in that endeavor of addiction here within our community and in our place. And so that is March the 20th, 2020. You want to put that on your calendar. You want to be here for that. I want to see that accomplished. That is an, an endeavor where we can connect with our community. We can connect. Will it be fun? Well, you know, I, 
church is fun to me. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Will we necessarily just be here hee-hawing, laughing? Maybe not. But it is a way to connect. Amen. And whenever it's connecting with people, I think there is an element of fun, although it might not be a laugh or anything like that, that is still very much so meaningful. With that being said, that takes me to that which is on the left. Be free from addiction. It is our desire and dream in this calendar year, shortly after the worth night, as a matter of fact, to start a Be Free From Addiction program, which is a faith-based addiction recovery program here at our church. Uh, In the summer, Sister McGee and I, right before camp, went through a week cram session of of, uh, whatever it was. I can't even remember now. But anyway, it was a biblical perspective on uh, substance abuse or addiction uh, with a theological-type view. We went and got a certificate for being able, uh, if you will, to help people uh, that are addicts. And so we went for five days and received those with this in mind already that us wanting to start the Be Free program. And uh, Be Free was authored by an apostolic. The Be Free Addiction Program is authored by an apostolic. Not just an apostolic. Sister Beth Baus authored this. She's got a master's degree in theology, a master's degree in psychology, and she's a marriage uh, and family licensed counselor. And so she authored this. There are all kinds of different programs out there. That's apostolic and non-apostolic. According to Sister Baus, they were too difficult for the normal addict. Even their celebrate recovery. There's all kinds of different things. She said there was too difficult for the normal addict. For one, because most addicts, her statistic, not mine, she said most addicts have a fifth grade education level. That's average. And so she said, you got to keep it simple. And she said a lot of the programs inform people about drugs. They know about drugs. They're doing them. And so she said what she did with this Be Free program, it capitalizes a little bit. In, in a way, it's faith-based on the fruits of the Spirit in reality. There's 20 lessons in here, and all these 20 things are really character qualities, which is something grandly uh, difficult for an addict. Things like honesty, integrity, hope, faith, sobriety, self-respect, confidence, trustworthiness, good citizenship, responsibility, self-control. And so this has been being used in a lot of our churches right now across the United States. And so it covers those things. Here's, I'm just telling you the vision, okay? I want to tell you the vision. The vision for the Be Free program is for it to be a one-hour class. A one-hour class that will and our, try to start it to happen before a church service. Our goal is to try to do it before a Sunday morning service. A one-hour class. And some of these things could, dynamics could change. The reason why is this. They just get out of the class, we start church. Not only that, most programs that addicts are involved in, they have to have a sign-off of two hours of involvement in a program. So their first hour can be the class, and their second hour can be your church service. Not only that, they can bring their whole family. Their kids can go to super church. Their spouse can be in service. And so it's a two-hour thing. So I try to do before church. Now, here's the thing. With that being said, for this, we will need facilitators, not teachers, facilitators. We're not the pilot. You're just trying to, you're trying to help along the discussion of those that would come uh, to the class because this is not about preaching per se. This is not, not about teaching doctrine, 
But this is about giving an environment for those that are addicts going through this particular book. And we'll get more into this as we actually have things for where they can talk and where they can interact. Sister Bow says it is caught on so much uh, where the church where she is that they actually have a hard time of getting the addicts out of the class because they're enjoying it so much. Amen, coming to be a better. And this works for any addiction. Be free works for alcoholism. It works for methamphetamines. It works for Bible. It works for any type of addiction. Amen. And so that's the thing. Going to try to keep the group between 20 to 25 for an intimate setting. Room three needs cleaned out. It's not a mess over there, but I'm telling you, if you know somebody wants a pew, push, be a pew pusher. Be a pew pusher because we want to get, if it's not out by the time we need it, we'll do it somewhere else. It's not going to be the hindrance to it, but that's ultimately what we'd like to use for that room, that Be Free From Addiction program. Amen. There's going to be times in that program where we're going to be able to lean on even others of you to come in to give a testimony, not because you've been addicted to drugs, but just give a testimony. Why? Because I had that question whenever that was presented. Why? Because it's just about connecting these people, amen, to other people. Because whenever they are involved in their addiction and they are trying to get away from it, they also are having to get away from relationships and friendships. And they need a new connection with some other people. And so we're going to try to do that, amen, involve the church. And I got, I got somewhere up here. I even got up here before we leave tonight. If you're interested in being a be-free addiction facilitator, that's a sign-up sheet. Because within this calendar year, here at the beginning of the year, we're going to get the names. We're going to have a one-hour training session with Sister Beth Baus. She's going to train us through video. She's not coming here, but she's coming here by. We're going to beam her in, Scotty. And she's going to then teach everybody how to be facilitators for this particular program that we want to start here at the church. Come on, someone say amen. Does anybody want to do that? Does anybody want to make a connection with our community? That's a need in our community. What did I say, Sister, Sister Rhonda? She's picked up on it because she's used it again for me. If you see a need, you feel a need. A need of our community is, as a matter of fact, just here in recent days, we have had discussions uh, with some people that are uh, in particular places of, how can I say, influence within our community that we made mention to them about our go and desire. And they said, oh, that's wonderful. We need that in our community. And so please, 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 this is one of the ways that we can create a point of connection with people and with each other. Just as a side note, before everybody gets all going and saying, oh, this is what's going to happen, this will not be for minors, okay? This will not be for any type of minors. Do they have addictions? Yes, but there's way too many legal issues According to Sister Bowson, she says, first and foremost, you've got to protect the church. So there will be no minors. But anybody that's not a minor, this program will be open to them. Someone say amen. Oh, we've been up here for a while. Is everybody all right? Is this okay? Vision. Also, chamber days. They change that to chamber days, ag days, to chamber days nowadays. Chamber days, as it is, July the 29th through August the 1st. We made mention of this in the back, or I brought it to the people. I've had this written on paper for a long time, sitting on my printer. Uh, but I would really like to have a stand at Ag Days, Wednesday through Saturday. The time that it's there, Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, to have a food stand that is there, sell some type of food. I've been no I knocked around the idea of those homemade noodles. It's something that's not up there. It's something that I think if people taste, they'd want to taste again. And uh, I realize there might be sanitation license involved. I realize it might be needing to get a stand purchase. I realize money's involved, 
but I don't think it's impossible. And it'd be another way, again, of, you know how many people, there's people that show up there you'll never see anywhere else. I'm serious. There are people that shows up there, it's like they come out of the crooks and the crannies. I didn't even know. I mean, that's when they should do the census because... And not only that, times that I'm up there, I see a bunch of you all up there too. So why don't we capitalize on that? And, 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 and set a schedule and sell food and have the church there and interact with people, even if it is just over a bowl of noodles. And Sister Rhonda and some people even said maybe one day they'd just throw up maybe the, 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 the puppet stand and do a puppet thing, you know, next to it during one time. You never know. But it's just another way to make a connection with our community and with each other. I guarantee you we'd have fun doing it. I guarantee you we'd have fun doing it. I want to do that this, this year. Do I sound over the top? No, I want to do that this year. I got some leads uh, for maybe a stand that I can tap into, go into here real quick to see what may be up with that, to see if it's a possibility. But we can get the ball rolling. Last thing, it's not up there. But if they have a softball co-ed league, they do. They're going to have it, you know, for sure. I knew it was a traveling one. Okay. Anyway, if they had a softball co-ed league that would be, you know, in the area, I thought it would be great to have a team and just play. But for sure, if they have any other charity tournaments, I'd love to be a part of that and connect with some of those same people all over again. And think about that softball tournament. Think for a moment. My wife got the harebrained idea in the summer of last year she was going to join a softball league. Then in the fall, Shay... Malone decided to join as well, two of them. Now listen, I might be stupid, but I don't think any way, shape, form, or fashion we'd ever put together a team and been a part of that softball tournament had it not been those initial steps. I, really, I, I, I highly doubt it, Brother Johnson. But there again is a place where when you do something, you're going under the umbrella, not this person, that they went, first apostolic church started playing softball last summer. You understand what I'm saying? And as a result of that, man, me and my kids were there, you know, a lot of nights because we're there to support. You start talking to people, being introduced to people you don't even know. You know, you're hollering at people out on the field you don't even know. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff. But we were making connections. Everyone all right? Amen. Stand with me. I'll, I'll close here. Those three things. If the softball thing opened up here, the women's thing for sure. If we had enough ladies here to put together a, a women's softball league, someone step out of your comfort zone, that would be tremendous. Yes, I don't have, I got them. If someone can go around and pick up all of those uh, names for me real quick, if you will. If we can do these three things, because me personally as pastor, this, this is the go. Everything else that we normally do, Brother Fred, absolutely. But kind of things outside of the, out of the norm. Of course, once Be Free gets started, that thing's continuing. It's not like do it for a year and then quit. <laughs> but to get these things going and do them, make connections, create points. That's what that's doing, creating points of connection with our community, with each other, and hopefully having fun while doing it. I thank you for indulging me. Real quickly tonight, turn in those papers. Our prayer partners, I get this from Romans 15. This is the Living Bible. Paul says, will you be my prayer partners for the Lord Jesus' sake and because of your love for me given to you by the Holy Ghost? Pray much with me for three things. For my work, 
I pray that I will be protected in Jerusalem from those that are not Christians. Pray also that the Christians there will be willing to accept the money I am bringing them. So prayer partners, because what? Two things. You love God and you love the individual you're praying for. What to pray for? These are the three things. You can do more, but these are the three. Pray for their work. Pray for their perfection their protection and number three what i interpret there is pray for their effectiveness so those three things in particular i want you to pray for before you leave tonight if you have turned one of these in come and grab one if it's your name don't pray for yourself put it back and get another name those three things though their work their protection and their effectiveness keep that name pray for them daily all throughout the next year if you want to be a facilitator listen you don't have to be a preacher a teacher or a sunday school teacher Honestly, if you would like to be involved in this endeavor, to be a facilitator, and that will be greatly more. uh, Right, you can come to the training. We can have up to 40 people for this training with Sister Bowles without it costing anything extra. We can have 40 people, and she's doing a great price anyway. But 40 people. If you're interested, please do this. I will set, I will have by next Sunday for you a due date when I want this list to be, you know, finalized because we'll have to finalize a date with her, finalize the time for that training, okay? But if you want to be, and listen, 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 listen. We can't just have two people doing this every week in on in. We got to have more than two. You understand what I'm saying? There's got to be at least two facilitators in the class. We got to have more than two. And so if you're going to join in me on this go of doing this, then we need your help. All right? We need your help or we won't be able to do it. All right? We need your help. And so to do this. So if you're interested in that, if you turned your name in, so be it. Amen. Let's connect this year. All right? Amen. Let's pray right now. Father, I come to you. God, I'm thankful tonight, God, for your spirit. I'm thankful, God. Lord, we celebrate the victories and those things that have been done, Lord, in the last calendar year. God, we look forward, God, to the things in this coming calendar year. I pray, oh, Lord, God, you know the heart's desire, God, of this pastor tonight, God. Lord, what I feel, Lord, has been laid upon my heart and mind, God, in these three main God endeavors. I pray, oh, God, help us, Lord, in these, Lord, to make connections with our community, with each other. Lord, having fun while do it. I pray, oh, God, for your glory, God, overall, for your glory, I pray, God, we do these things in the name of Jesus Christ that I I pray, amen and amen. The church say amen. Amen. Name's over here. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.